Hey listeners, I know a lot of you are not familiar with our high voltage playlists that we recently launched and to continue to update every month on our Spotify based on the fact that music is a, a fundamental column that holds up a lot of creative types uh, that I speak to on the show. I, th I think it will bring a lot of good vibes into anyone who enjoys synth wave or any of its related electronic musical genres and such. Uh, I think this will hit even harder. Thanks for continuing to consume our content and uh, please go search high voltage on Spotify. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out. Max at Mondo Neon. I'm here with Allison Fake, an artist. Thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so your background, tell, I guess, what is it that your background kind of tell listeners about what you do in a sense, maybe take us through some of the more uh, artistic things, but, you know, start wherever you like, maybe on the environment side or the neon side, uh, you know, where did that kind of come together for you? Well, so I'm a gardener by trade. Uh, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and in Minnesota, we have these really long winters. So I was kind of trying to find things to fill my time um, to do art indoors over those winter months when I wasn't able to garden. And I started getting into metalwork and sculptures and kind of benches and things in this nature. And that is what brought me to neon because this metalwork just felt like it needed some color. It needed a little more, maybe femininity, but just, I felt like that mixed medium, I, I thought maybe stained glass would be a cool direction, but neon was just much more um, of a pop. And so I just kind of started digging around and asking around if anyone knew where you can learn neon. And I found a, a school in Minneapolis called Foci Glass Studio. It's, um, they offer classes in neon and I signed up. And so that's kind of how it started. Yeah, it's also really neat too. Um, I don't think I've seen the combination of sort of landscape architecture. When I was looking at your work, uh, when did you realize you were interested in architecture and design? Like, how did you kind of fall into that area? And I think because it plays a very prominent role in even the work that I've seen, even out of Neon, um, sort of the cross-functional form of like, even your mirror work, which we'll touch on, I think, later. But uh, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I always enjoyed art and in high school and as you know, a teenager, I made a lot of art. And then when I went to college, I wanted to do something in the arts, but I also kind of had a background, like I want to say maybe a blue collar background of being raised in the trades. So it felt really important to kind of have a practical side to what I was going to focus on. And that is what brought me into landscape architecture was just combining art with that really practical um, hands-on use your common sense and when you're all said and done have something that is functional or um, also beautiful so that I think was what brought me into the the world of landscaping and then just a love for nature and outdoors and all that um, so I've been doing that for about 18 years now 
doing gardening. And it's really cool. Yeah. Like even like within like the like barn quilt, I saw like a neon barn quilt. To me, yeah. kind of thinking about kind of just turn it on its head a little bit. Uh, you know, the neat part about it too is that you know I kind of wonder uh, how do you decide where to start, like what to work with. You know, I think you have a lot of really interesting ideas. Um, even like a like you know the wonderful part of gardening and the process of that. Uh, do you think about that at all while you're kind of making neon or is it kind of the reverse? Well, I mean, I think I'm making neon because it's really cool. <laughs> right. And it just like <laughs> fills a space in this great way. And it's long lasting gardens. They die every winter and you start over in the spring and, Often in Minnesota, the things you grow, you know, aren't even going to be coming back. You know, there'll be annuals. And so there's something really permanent about neon that really was attractive to me. Um, so that was part of it. And also the practical side. I mean, I just love, I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit about the mirrors. And I think that's why my first number of pieces were the mirrors, because I was just really hung up on this concept of practicality and wanting it to have a function. And with the mirror, you know, when the neon's not turned on, it's still a mirror. And right. I was comfortable with that. And then as I kind of progressed in understanding the, the medium and loving it and getting to know it better, I kind of got more bold with just doing straight neon projects. And mirror too, like I was a like long time artist to even vendors that I've been associated with and just had some, some, uh, some, you know, relationship too is, you know, they would always talk about, you know, hey, they were really proud of those mirrors too. Like people have been bending for a long time. I think it's that idea that even like, you know, your regular person can understand what, what that framework looks like, you know, minus the cool neon and, uh, you know, they'd take it to shows and stuff like that. And then it's just a little bit more, um, I guess, accessible in a way. Like, I don't think anything was wrong with any other kind of neon. I'm just saying, uh, it, I think what you did was really smart. Like you had already kind of built a framework for this idea of, of kind of gardening. And you said there was kind of like a, a, a process that you, I'm sure you go about doing, like you can't do step two unless you do step one. And uh, I guess it's just a very kind of an, a neat signature of sorts, you know, even what you did with like kind of taking liberties between let's say a, a blue color and then meshing it against a red color and then having like a triptych uh, effect, having three different mirrors, uh, it just kind of, it made me realize, you know, Hey, there's a lot more that you can think about rather than just kind of like, you know, thinking of it as just a, a mirror with some light around it. And, uh, even things like backlighting, I think people, I haven't really touched on that in the show very much. People sort of, uh, using neon as a backlight, which isn't necessarily the most attractive way to think about neon, but it serves a, a purpose, right? There's a, very much a three dimensional effect that you can do with, yeah. with that. And then also, reversing that a little bit and just the uh reflections like there's nothing cooler than seeing neon right and reflected into the the ground or a puddle or like another surface or a material and so i think it opens up a lot of opportunities for other artists to start thinking about that maybe creatively in their own work um you know i guess the wonderful process of that what is i guess what is your own home like now with is it having like neon mirrors at all i'm just wondering <laughs> yeah well and I mean, that's the big piece is like, how can you get them in the house um, comfortably, you know, so that they, they have space in the house and they're not um, taking up too much space, 
being as bright and as kind of showy and showstopper as neon pieces can be. Right now I have, the last piece I did um, was this female figure silhouette or her profile with some waves. And so I have that in the house and I turn it on in the evenings and you know, it just bounces down the hallways and it's just so cool how it kind of fills the space. And then I do have a, a mirror as well up in this house and I'm, have, um, I'm currently at my boyfriend's during the quarantine, but I rent in Minneapolis. So I have a couple of my other neon pieces of the mirrors over there in Minneapolis. And mm -hmm. I know that, you know, it's, it's nice that they only get turned on maybe once a week or something. And it's kind of special when they all, they are on. So that's kind of fun bit too about them. Yeah. And I also think it's cool like to talk about the foreverness and just kind of your, I guess I never thought about that in the sense of like gardening, um how do you decide i guess who to work with too i mean it ties out interesting how people uh combine and work with different people because it seems like gardening's a team effort too and i think in a lot of ways neon is as well there's like a lot of ideas and lots of process involved um do you get a chance to kind of before quarantine of course but do you ever get like in minneapolis is there other neon artists that you get a chance to connect with there yeah well my teacher Brian Ethers, who I took the class at Foci from, has been just super generous with his time and knowledge, and he's been doing it since the 80s um, here in Minneapolis. And there's been a lot of back and forth with him. I, I set up a studio. I, I bought some old equipment from a, a neon shop that had gone under. There was another neon guy in Minneapolis that uh, works for any arts, neon arts, in um northeast minneapolis and he's acquired a couple of different shops gear when they've needed to kind of shut the doors so i got some old gear and i you know started setting it up and there was just a lot of troubleshooting there and you know bringing in the gas lines and getting the blower correct and i was using um you know compressed air for a long time and just i didn't have a um, hand torch forever and it was just kind of a journey towards making that functional <laughs> so he's yeah. definitely i've had two guys here in minneapolis that i've really been um i've been able to call on and ask all the questions that come up because it just seems like you can't go very far without hitting another kind of t in the road where you have to figure something new out yeah and i like what you said too is kind of like uh it's kind of an invitation of sorts you know when you do have a problem and i think uh having that group aspect is really great that's kind of why i asked that question because some artists it's just difficult to kind of reach out sometimes you have to drive pretty far to find another neon person um mm -hmm. but with you know what's going on now i think you know we can do things like uh face chats and uh things like interactive uh type conference meetings where you can do dial people in and just say hey this is what i've got going on take a look at this and then kind of uh point you know point your viewfinder at what's going wrong. Whereas I think, you know, 20 years ago, you were just sort of bust, you know, if you didn't have a, <laughs> a grasp on it or you didn't have like a, uh, a mentor of sorts, you just kind of had to barrel your way through it. And so that's kind of cool to think of, you know, even though these are very isolated times, um, I, I always kind of would, would tell people to definitely reach out to people more often with technology and having the ability to kind of do those things, even if we can't, uh, quote unquote, you know, reach out and touch someone. So, yeah, and even if it's, you know, technology's 
great, but even if you are, if you are able to drive anywhere, like I've just, it's so important to hear and learn from the people who have been doing it. I've been doing this for two years only really at this point. And I feel like such a newbie and I was out gardening in LA this winter um, and had the opportunity to work at um, Michael Fletcher's shop. And he was just kind of constantly kind of giving me just like a, a tip here and a tip there and yet another tip. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is invaluable. I don't, I didn't know. I don't know how long it would have taken me to figure out if I ever would have figured out how to, you know, break that glass in this fashion or really simple things that, you know, there's a lot of banging your head against the wall, I think, to try to figure it out, you know, with trial and error. So yeah, huge. And Michael too, you know, he's uh, obviously designed a lot of really cool stuff. You know, he's done just so many different types of neon. Uh, I just love his, uh, the planes that he did the animated neon planes and yeah those were great right (laughs) yeah and then of course the beating with the kind of the krypton camera he does i mean it just goes on and on and you know you do kind of it it very much humbles you at the same time it gives you know there's there's somebody who will kind of bend over backwards and spend time with people and yeah uh, he really works with people and i think it seems like he had a person or two that really worked with him and i think that's kind of the the nature of of neon is that you, it kind of gets passed down from generation to generation in a in a sense. Mm-hmm. And also too, like the uh, turn turn one eighty here, the Fosse Neon Garden that was neat. Uh, I just you ever think about taking neon outdoors more? Just since you kind of have this kind of framework of knowing oh, kind yeah. of how to build stuff. Absolutely, and I'm I'm like really excited to that. I want to bring it into the gardens. I haven't yet. Do, done an outdoor piece and that's definitely kind of the next direction or I just anticipate that being a really exciting chapter I haven't gotten there yet but um with some of the benches I was making too I mean there's like some of that highlighting possibility you know you want to protect it if it's going to be off of a structure and in a garden some of the things I've been thinking about like how to run electrical that far out um, how to protect it so that it doesn't get blown over the wind or something of this sort. So, yeah, I think you should also, this is just a, a, a you could take it for it is Nate Schaefer. He did a lot about, he's done a lot of outdoor work. He's out in North Carolina. And so, um, he's been bending since 86. And, uh, I know just from experience and talking to him, um, that might be somebody invaluable to, for you to connect with and I can reach out to him, you know, connect you with that. But, um, because he did a lot of outdoor work like trees and hanging neon and stuff like that and then kind of putting it near the ground and i think he might have some (laughs) some 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 choice kind of tips like you said earlier like things that might keep you from going left when you should go right type thing right from watching your piece crumble to the ground into (laughs) thousand pieces right uh cool yeah and also too i really enough like I love, I mean, I don't work out anything like intensely, but like bodybuilding as a, as a kind of a, a concept and Arnold neon was fun because I recognize that it's a recognizable pose. Mm-hmm. Um, was that just kind of like on a whim? Like I just love the depart. I mean, I like all kinds of work, so it doesn't, it makes complete sense to me, but the way, that was the first non mirror piece I did. And, uh-huh. um, 
my cousin is a plumber and he plumbed in all the gas lines for me out at the shop I was putting my studio together in. Okay. And I, he's like, well, let's barter, you know, build me a neon. I was like, okay, that sounds great. And he wanted the mud flap girl, you know, that right. woman with the pointed titties. Yes. And I was like, all right, all right. And I, I was kind of drawing it out. And I was like, dude, I do not want to do this as my first piece. Like, this just doesn't feel right. So I kind of did the opposite direction and made a super strong Arnold. More towards the masculine route and less to the... To yeah. The <laughs> and he, my, my cousin, he's, you know, he's a guy who lifts weights, so I figured he can't really argue with it. So. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's neat. And I also bring up that concept of barter, people are listening right now. This idea that you have to kind of go and kind of create it and sell it and build it. I mean, any number of one of these people online either would want some neon, and then it's cool because in return, he kind of did all the plumbing for you. So it was mm -hmm. kind of if somebody out there, even like if they have a building and you don't, or they have a space and you need space, and but you have the neon, um, it's a great way to kind of get artists to kind of where they need to be. And anybody, even like on a business level, is to just take, you know, just to trade, you know, like a simple kind of like, even like it back in the day, like, you know, if you don't have bananas, I have bananas. If you have apples, we'll do the switch. It's kind of a swap mentality. And I don't think enough people explore that, especially when it comes to just kind of like just getting where you want to be. Um, that could be for any other reasons, but I like, that's just a great example of that. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's so much blood, sweat and tears that go into these pieces. They kind of feel invaluable. So having a barter kind of allows you to release them without an exchange of money. You're like, that's just not going to cut it, you know? Yeah. That helps in that form as well. Right. Cause you know, you didn't need money. You needed <laughs> a proper studio to work from. And so those skill building uh, kind of trades are really unique. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, it gives you kind of the carrot to chase. Yeah, I mean, I do I do believe that to be uh, kind of a gateway for people who are just feel stuck. Um, to, to I, I would really um, emphasize them to to go and look at, you know, just go through their Rolodex and literally pinpoint, you know, what, what are the three people that may be able to get you closer to your goal and then inevitably offer them what you have could be doesn't necessarily be neon but it can be a skill or an object or whatever and uh and then trade on that as opposed to you know if you, you know um what are your i guess at this point future plans and we're all kind of hunkered down here for for better or for worse uh do you have anything you're kind of thinking about maybe as you're kind of hanging indoors well i just today actually got a call from somebody who wanted a commissioned um print symbol because prince is a minneapolis guy oh that's right totally he just passed away yesterday so well, i think people in mind which would be super cool it was very rock and roll to do a, the prince symbol but um i've been playing around with the idea of doing like a sandhill crane in kind of like to scale of it flying and maybe another one of it eating you know with its head down and its spindly legs but really what i'm just curious what was the vibe you know to, to like to the prince thing was there any kind of big tributes over there because that's somebody who obviously artistically was a, a juggernaut source he had a neon piece of his symbol in his recording studio that's so cool and the guy who just inquired he texted me and he said that he was um contacting the park the piece of park and seeing if 
they could figure out who the artist was. Cause I said, Oh, I wonder if it was done locally because it must've been, you have to imagine it was. So they were, he was going to dig around and try to find out who made the original piece, which would be really interesting to find out. Yeah. Sorry yeah. on that. That would be an interesting interview, wouldn't it? It would be, I think as a singer songwriter, you know, he's such a, a virtuoso. Um, and I mean, his persona, it, it just is so, uh, popular and then at some point you know like i said just kind of pioneered so many different waves of music and it's cool that you know eccentric isn't the word i mean the guy literally was represented by a symbol and so when you yeah. think about these blending of styles you know who would have known if he would have actually had you know even more of a, a pronounced relationship with neon but that's a cool fact you know just a neat way to kind of just shows you the cross pollination between neon and its its reference points. You know, he also did a really incredible. Uh, if you look it up, and I'm getting off topic here, but <laughs> he he did a great show, uh, one of his stage shows. I mean, I can't remember which one it was. You look it up, but um, was a live show, and it had this incredible like neon backdrop against. I don't know, I guess, you know, how many feet of neon, but the whole he had like a whole skyline basically made out of neon. So you're right. I mean, he actually. Uh, really did represent neon in a way, you know, even if like, you know, even on stage and even at that point. So that would be really cool if it ever comes up. Yeah. Um, well, when I find out, I'll definitely pass it along to you. Yeah. I mean, it was probably done in the, I don't know, mid nineties that he kind of started taking that symbol on. So, and correct. I mean, that may not be completely correct, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, if you even want to find you online, uh, I, I know you from Instagram, uh, so you can go uh, to Allison's page online, which is uh, remind us uh, your yeah, handle uh, website. Uh, yeah, like your your I think your handle on Instagram and then website too, right? Yeah, I have a website, Being Strong in Nature, that has most of the neon up there, and then my Instagram is just Allison period f-e-i-k my last name and also your gardening work is really um really awesome too if people are in the minneapolis area and they're listening to this or even close by and want to know more um how how do they reach you same same way through the yep. website yep cool. that'll get you there awesome uh allison i really appreciate you coming on the show uh excited to have you on and thanks for coming yeah, thank you, Max. This is awesome what you're doing. Hey, guys. Mononia would like to give a shout-out to people who have left reviews, which helps give context as to why this is a worthwhile podcast. Uh, I think the cosine is a very big deal. And so here's a, a favorite review that we want to highlight from a robot voice generator. Today's review titled DR8 Podcast Written by Craig Craft says Max does a great job at exploring the history, current use, and vast possibilities of the as a sculptural medium. Thanks for writing in and keep leaving reviews cause yours could be next.